Oh, that's just terrible. You are listening to Indie Radio, where we do content the indie way. One minute. Ten seconds. 
Hey guys, welcome to Dude. another episode of Infectious Geek, and I am Tori, I'm your host. This week we are finishing up our podcast about uh, Star Wars, and we got a good panel here tonight. Hi guys! I want to introduce Kinsey, my co-host, and uh, one of my co-hosts. And uh, how are you tonight, Kinsey? What's going on? I'm doing great. I'm very happy, and I'm glad to be here. That's good. How are you, Jen? What's going on with you? Who? Jen. Jen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Jen is the, the silent type tonight. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, how are you, Ray? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. However, I'm having a bitch of a time hearing you guys. So, uh, let me, give me, give me just a minute trying to figure this dumb shit out. Love you. Okay. (laughs) Love you too. (laughs) How are you, Josh? Is that me? Yes. Oh, then I'm doing fine. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like everybody's getting a little, uh, little hard start here. It's okay. How, what's going on this week? Anything cool happen to you? Uh, every day, every day of the week, something cool is happening to me, and I wish it would stop. I can't uh, handle so much goodness. <laughs> <laughs> me either. Me either. Hey, well, just actually, out of curiosity. <laughs> Mike check one two one two. Mike check one two. Fat kid who's black and white. I can hear you, but how about you? How about you leave and come back? Can you hear us? I sure can. All right, cool. All right, so Kirk, how are you tonight? Good, doing good. All right. Oh, you're wearing your Dracula shirt. Look, my Nosferatu t-shirt. Yay, we match. Okay, so. Uh, in news for me, um, I, (laughs) I'm in quarantine for the next two weeks. Uh, some girls in my house have COVID. So, uh, because I'm not vaccinated, I didn't make that choice. Uh, they put me stuck in my room for two weeks. So that's great. So super awesome. Right. Um, (laughs) this week we're going to, um, talk about, finish talking about Star Wars I know that uh, we're all fans around here. So last week we talked about uh, Jar Jar Binks. We talked about Boba Fett. We talked about uh, Han Solo. We talked about Chewie. Who else? Jar Jar Binks is a Sith. (laughs) (laughs) We already talked about him though. So Kinsey, what other ones did we talk about? Do you remember? We talked about. You uh, talked about him being a Sith. He's a Sith. We talked about Ewoks. We talked about make Jar Jar great again. Uh, We talked about Han Solo. Um, I think uh, we talked about Boba Fett. Uh, I think uh, a good place to start is let's talk about the Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, I think I think he's a a very interesting character, um, and uh, somebody that we definitely should uh talk about i think he's a a great character um hold on a second let me in case you don't know who uh uh mr palps is there he is right there yes that's that's Um, who he becomes though (laughs) right so uh yeah yeah yeah. so emperor palpatine so um uh i guess i'll maybe i'll start off with the emperor yeah go ahead um one of my favorite characters uh, in the Star Wars lore, uh, he is cunning, he is uh, duplicitous, he's evil, um, and he tricks the Jedi right in front of their face, right under their nose. They didn't know what he was doing or whatever. The Spoiler alert, he even dies and then comes back, and um, which, you know. Makes him a zombie. Right. 
And <laughs> so, you know, the actor who plays him uh, is a fantastic actor uh, whose name escapes me. Please forgive me, Star Wars fans. Uh, but because uh, you know how they, they can be cold-blooded when you don't know every little detail. But uh, they're, they're they're savage. Yes, they are. Yes, but uh, I I've always been a fan of Emperor Palpatine, and uh, the funny thing was when they cast him in uh, Return of the Jedi, the actor, you know, he was a lot younger than he was playing. So I think George Lucas was thinking ahead that somehow in the future he would need him for the prequels. So when it was time to put him in the prequels, he was you know the perfect age for you know his character. So very smart. Uh, yeah, you know, and then he had to hope that you know, thirty years later, he wouldn't die. <laughs> so right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. You know. So, but now, but now, it, it doesn't matter if you're dead; they can always bring you back via hologram. Right. <laughs> That's always a good, uh, good segue to the the the, um, the dead. Um. So yeah. So I think that uh, he was a pinnacle part of the the newer movies. I think that he, his role was the new Darth Vader, if you will, because he brought evil into this world, you know, of star Wars, like with, um, the Phantom Menace and all that stuff. Like he's the reason that they started this war and all this other stuff. And he, he very much, uh, conveys good versus evil and i think he's just a great character and yeah the actor was really really good too like he definitely was on point with his um with his acting skills i think though that like uh with his with his evilness maybe he had a little bit of mr burns in him a little like <laughs> you know what i mean like ah oh, slithers you know like I think maybe a little golem too, like he turns into that. But let's see what everybody else thinks. Kirk, what do you think about? Well, I, I definitely thought he was the best part of um, Return of the Jedi. Um, he, well, he was the only one who could scare the shit out of uh, Darth Vader. So that that was. Uh, <laughs> that was um, and. Yeah, I agree, I agree with Kinte. I, I thought I thought the actor, uh, I thought the guy playing him was was excellent. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not too too sure too sure you know how they ended the end of the um, the whole franchise with the you know I don't, I don't know spoiler alert or whatever. Anyone who hasn't seen the movie, but it <laughs> ends up that, that girl is related to him. I, I I don't know. I, I just thought that was I I too neatly wrapped up or whatever. I just Amen. Um, preach on. I you have no idea how much I agree with you right now in the fact that uh one Palpatine is still alive at the end of all of these movies. Uh, and that Ray is somehow or another connected to him. Uh, that is all entirely bullshit. And <laughs> kind of ruined. But they didn't mention him in the, in the two movies prior. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's you know, yeah. he's in this this third film. And I just I, I don't know. I, I like the character and everything. Don't get me wrong, but I just I just thought I just thought it was. Kind of a shit whole move, a cheap, a cheap way of just wrapping everything up. And, uh, yeah, shit whole move to bring him back and to make him raise grand bullshit parent, mother, daughter, everything force. Oh, I'm I'm Emperor Palpatine and Ray, who has been this incredible force for the Jedi and the, the 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 light side of the force is suddenly my kid thing ish and I'm a great grand clone and <laughs> Josh what do you think about this uh, I don't know I guess I'm uh, I'm on the uh, outlying group here where 
you know, kind of made sense that he came back at the very end because since episode one through, as we saw in nine, he's been pulling the strings through every trilogy. And I, I strangely enough, have been rewatching all of the movies this week made some connections that I hadn't seen before. And today when I got to um, rise of Skywalker and of course there's the reveal, I thought of something from what was it? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. When he came back, it, it just dawned on me that it was foretold that he would come back when he started talking to Anakin saying, did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? A Jedi or a Darth that could, uh, a Sith that could overcome death. Like, oh, I, wow. Okay. This all actually makes sense. And the fact that they haven't brought him up for the first two movies in the new uh, trilogy, everybody thought he was dead. There was no reason to really talk about him. Right. Right, but and I I understand what you're saying, but how much fan service and not fan service, but bullshit fan service got shoved into that last movie, and or uh, well, the 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 last three of the the, the trilogy, how much fan service? instead of actual storytelling got ramrodded into this because Disney was like, well, we have all these cash cows that we can kind of make money on. Let's, uh, let's see exactly how much crap we can shove in here. Uh, the seventh movie, uh, number seven, uh, was essentially a retelling of number three force. Uh, the, I mean the, um, force, yeah, the what... force awakens, uh, was essentially a retelling of one of the other movies. Uh, and then the ninth one, the rise of Skywalker was really just what all can we cram in here that the fans have screamed for and try and make it a coherent movie. And then end it where everyone won't hate us. I can see that. And then everybody... I, I can't. I, I don't think the Rise of Skywalker was a fan service movie at all. It, okay. did, it went to great lengths to undo what um, Last Jedi did. Because J.J. Abrams only helmed two of the films. And for some reason, uh, Ryan... Ryan Johnson uh, decided to go in a completely different direction with his style and, and storytelling. I, it all really makes sense. The diverging styles of the directors when Luke gets the lightsaber back at the very beginning and just tosses it over his shoulder. But in rise of Skywalker, you know, brings up, Hey, you got to treat these things with respect. That's kind of a, right. and a lot of people say it's uh, JJ saying to Ryan, "You you messed up." So we we kind of got to fix some of this, some of the lore that you threw out the window in the second part of the trilogy. It, there was a lot of uh, course correcting with Rise of Skywalker. So yeah, a lot of things had to be done. Uh, unfortunately, I think if JJ Abrams was able to get through all three and tell the singular story instead of having two different visions for this one trilogy, it could have made a lot more sense, but those were not the cards we were dealt. Um, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kurt. Go ahead, Kurt. There is actually um, the first three films of Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, there was different um, directing styles, actually, and different writing styles, actually, in which, um, especially the second one, uh, Empire Strikes Back, 
And um, I don't know. They 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 managed to they managed to keep with the story and everything, but but there was there was also obviously if you if you look at all three of them, there was different different um, a different style. I mean, different um, in, in a way of the storytelling. It's fact, especially with Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Can I, I okay? I understand your point, sir. Uh, dude with the red lettering on your shirt, love you. Appreciate your commentary because you actually make a semi you make a great coherent point. And my counterpoint to the dude who wanted to argue with me, uh, no offense, sorry, uh, I don't know your name, my bad. Um, his name is Josh. <laughs> okay, hey, Josh. Um, <laughs> My thing is, is that I agree with dude with the red lettering on his shirt in that what he said is there was coherent storytelling and there was a coherent story being told between three different films with three different writers and three different directors. There was a story that was written and it was upheld and it carried continuity and unfortunately your argument for this last film and Palpatine being revealed as the ultimate big bad uh, is bullshit in (laughs) that regardless of directorial vision and whoever directs it there was someone who wrote a script and there is someone who has to direct that script. And then there is the studio who says we need to do X, Y, and Z. And regardless of your directorial talent and regardless of the story or the script that, or the, the, there is the story And then they write the script from the story. When the studio says, no, you have to include X, Y, Z, and B plus A, F, G, because it's going to be fan service, you end up with a big steaming pile of shit that is somehow or another Palpatine survived and he has been behind this entire scenes battle and he has managed to amass this force of battleships powered by the same crystals that lightsabers are made out of that are affected by the force on a planet unknown for all of these years by all of these reasons. And it just turns into a big steaming pile of crap Because of studio pressure, you have a story, you have a director who makes that story come to life, and for all the hate that the prequels got, they wove a coherent story into the middle three films, and then the next two films were still kind of coherent and still wove a great story. And they were all directed by different people. So your argument that the director had everything to do with it falls to the wayside. I'm sorry, but I can't support your opinion, sir. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I would say I would say that I see Josh's point to a certain degree. You can make an argument that Palpatine, it may it would make sense that Palpatine somehow from dead is um is is um controlling everything because i think he even talks about in episode three i want to say about wielding a power of um coming back uh bringing people back from the dead or transcending death or something to that effect but i think the reason why it doesn't work uh I, i mean i think that's a good concept of palpatine being the um the person behind it but we all know what really happened was they were grasping for straws 
and then they right. just decided to throw it in in the last one. See, if they laid that foundation throughout the, the movies, it would be, it would have been a great, oh shoot, it was Palpatine, you know, it just felt like they just pulled it completely out of their booty, and uh, which they did, and it just, and then it was so lame, it was like, I arise army. How the hell did he arise at army? What did he go on Fiverr and hire? <laughs> it, it made no sense. It's like, how do you secretly make that army that they had all those ships and stuff? I mean, you know, it, it, it made it. I mean, I get it. It's in a uh, far, far away, and you know, you shouldn't take it serious, but you got to suspend your brain a little bit. And, it, and the movie was the last movie was just awful. Actually, Le the Last Jedi. If I had a gun to my head, I'd rather watch <laughs> the Last Jedi, and I didn't like the Last Jedi. But at least the Last Jedi had some moments where it was entertaining. I think Ryan Johnson is a terrific writer. He's an amazing writer and an amazing director. I just think he he did he he wet the bed on Last Jedi. But he but Rise of Skywalker makes the Last Jedi like Citizen Kane, right? You know, and. Uh, it, it's really sad because Force Awakens was a good movie. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a remake of New Hope, but you know what? It was entertaining. Uh, I liked the introduction of Kylo Ren. They had some interesting characters and all of that. I mean, there was. It had its issues, but it was a good start. And then the sequel, The Last Jedi, was just like, oh yeah, all those things that you thought was interesting in that first one. Fuck it. You know, <laughs> my man, you know. my man I, I love you and I support you. And what I'm saying is that The Force Awakens didn't have that overwhelming Disney greed and the overwhelming, hey, what do we need to pay service to all of these fans and Amen. what? We need to add in to make sure that we don't get hate mail on a millisecond basis. And they knew they were going to get that no matter what. Yeah, so I, see, I don't think it matters what they would have done. Star Wars fans were not going to be happy with anything. Like, they wanted the original shit. They wanted... They wanted what they grew up on. They wanted the nostalgia. They wanted something that it was impossible for anybody to write, direct, or anything like that. They can, want, can, I be, can I be controversial? Yes, absolutely. And no, no, no. No, you may not. No, no, no. No, no. There's going to be people that hate what no. I'm about to say. Okay, okay. go ahead. Nope. <laughs> fans out there, fans of everything, fans of Game of Thrones, fans of uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, whatever you are. Seriously, shut the hell up. I'm so <laughs> sick of these fans. I'm sick of the fans. The fans can eat a dick. That, <laughs> the reason why shit is so bad is because people are pandering. Yeah, it's like grow up. If you want to see the Millennium Falcon, watch the fucking original movie. I'm so stuck. So, like when they bring it back, they all of, I hate fan service sometimes because it goes overboard. You know where they gotta oh we gotta bring back stuff that was back in the day. It's like, dude, make something like okay, we're gonna bring it back or whatever, but let's do something different. Like right. I want to see something different. I mean. You can use some of this stuff, but now it gets out of control. Like, I you know, like, yeah, I, I mean, like, you know, sometimes fans drive me nuts because th then that you give them what they want and then they still complain. So well, I'm that's like, what I, that's the, yeah. the whole point that I was making. No, was and that it didn't matter what anybody would say, like, in or whatever director it was, or who the actors were, or what characters were brought up, like, um. Like, I just think that it didn't matter what anybody would have done. It wouldn't have been good enough. Jesus so, would have wrote the script, and they would have been like, yes. oh, there wasn't enough service. Who is that guy? So, Oh, I my think God. Jesus wrote the script? You yeah. are? Did you seriously just turn this anti-Semitic 
and anti-Muslim in the same goddamn sentence? Oh my God, you fucking bigot. Jesus Christ. This is why we don't let brown people vote. (laughs) Anyway, so let's move on to a new character real quick. So Hold on. Tori? Yeah. Can I just continue what this wonderful man just said? Oh gosh. Go ahead. ahead. We're we're absolutely in agreement, sir, in that it became not an exercise of creating new Star Wars. It became an exercise of placating the old fan base and attempting to sell more merchandise to their kid to them and their kids. Um, You know, if they would have been willing to be daring. It would have been a completely different experience, but this entire, the third trilogy, particularly the last movie, uh, they tried to shoehorn in so much old that they failed to tell and failed to truly close off the story of a galaxy far, far away and the, uh, the epic battle, uh, or not the epic battle, but the struggle to maintain balance in the force. Right. And I'm going to pull a force gump. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> can I? Right. Can, I can I? Um. Do you have a character or somebody, or or can I bring up somebody? Something. Go else? ahead. You can definitely bring up somebody. I can we bring up now that he's not a character, but he kind of we kind of were talking about him, uh, about his work. Um, and this person is in fact, uh, J.J. Abrams. Okay. Uh, I think this is a good place to go from. Now, yeah, for, I, this is a good segue. Before I, before I boo-boo on J.J. Abrams, I, I want to first say that I love J.J. Abrams' work. I think, you know, uh, I loved Alias. I loved, um, I loved, uh, I didn't see Felicity. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, maybe eventually I'll get around to it. Uh, I loved Lost. I yeah. loved what he did with Mission Impossible, you know, uh, I'm not. I love tra- Lost. I love Lost, but the ending um, sucked. Anyway, go no, ahead. I, I, we could do a whole Lost uh, show, but um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I love. Like, I think he's very talented. Right? He did a movie called Joyride. Uh, he wrote the movie Joyride. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, uh, um, back in the day, and um, uh, you know, he's very talented. Right? Super Eight was a good movie too. Yeah. Which one? Super 8? Yeah, that's a good movie. Okay. So I want to start off by saying I'm not a a J.J. Abrams hater. I'm actually a fan of J.J. Abrams. But let's go into what I feel like. The guy's talented, but dude, this is... I'm trying to help you, what I'm about to say. Stop rebooting stuff. Stop it, dude. You're, You're way more talented than this. I mean, Mission Impossible, he got that restarted. Uh, Star Trek, he got that restarted. Um, uh, Star Wars, he got that redone. Um, I think he's, there's something else that he's getting back going again. Dude, don't be the reboot guy. Right. Get back to original storytelling. You have the talent. You are talented, dude. Um, You know, he's not great at finishing stuff. That's another thing you know he's not a great finisher but um i just feel like if you reboot another goddamn <laughs> you know franchise yeah. i'm going I'm to come to your house and smack you until you snap out of it i just think it's from a creative standpoint i know they they give you a brinks trucks full of money i get it i understand but i'm sure you have a lot of money dude your next project needs to be something original from your brain. You have the talent, you have the ability. Uh, I'm sure he's like in his swimming pool 
like whatever, dude. But, <laughs> but I'm saying this as someone who, who likes JJ Abrams. You know, well, uh, okay. Um, I I like a lot of what JJ Abrams has done as well, but you're, I I think what you're asking is a whole lot of unreasonable. Mm. Um, there are creative people. Mm -hmm. There are artists. There are writers. There are sculptors. There are mathematicians. There are astronomers. There are engineers, scientists, virologists. Right. biologists you have all these people with all these different types of talents right right let's just suppose McCate for a second <laughs> that if you ask JJ Abrams to animate or draw or write out a stick figure fight between oh Jesus Christ what happened? Oh, shit. Still there? Yeah, what happened? Uh, my phone. Uh-oh. Okay, well, wow. we'll come back to that. <laughs> well, I think, I think um, well, it's, uh, we could talk about, um, I think what Kent Day is getting at, too, is that he, want, he wants something original. Right. Yeah. I think along as long as he keeps getting um, the financing and the money or whatever, I, I think he's probably going to go the, the the same route. Um, and 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 I I hate the whole redoing things and the whole. I especially hate um, when an artist, well, well, a director puts out a movie and. Um, and, and it's and it's had its day or whatever, and it, uh, two or three years later or whatever, they come back and they oh I want to put this back in it or I want to they want to do like a director's cut and and stuff and 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 the whole thing with the Star Wars uh, franchise, um, especially the first three films, um, you can't even find the original ones anymore on on DVD and Blu-ray or whatever. It's it's all the, the all the ones that Lucas had redone, and the, it it irritates me because I was I don't know how many of you guys saw Star Wars originally at the theater. Right. I only saw Return. Yeah, I I saw the the first one at the theater, and I, that was blown away. And 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 and, and not during during the whole two hours, I, I I didn't think that. Well, you know what. What I'm seeing is really cool, but what it needs in the background are a couple more dinosaurs. You know, I mean, if Lucas did that with Star Wars, put the whole bunch of shit in the background and in the whole thing with who shot first and who did this first. And and it, it was it, you just leave it alone. And is my point. And and I'm sure there's a lot of directors out there who feel that a lot of their work is you know that they, they should go back and you know if I only did this and I only did that or only put this in I think all artists been, are like that better. in a sense like you yeah, know but, like painters and, and, and yeah. people that draw they look at something and they're never done with it and yeah, they have to force themselves have, to stop in order they to have say sense enough to realize, they have sense enough to realize that they can't go back and redo right. that but lucas you know has has done all that i mean it's a, he, he's really pissed me off with when you not being able to see the original and 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 not having the experience that i had when i saw it at the theater you know and because these people who are seeing star wars now are seeing you know the the, the the updated version, which is not you know not the same thing. So hi Renee. So Josh, what do you think about this? We've uh, we got quiet. 
Well, I'm sorry. Uh, well, um, first of all, we should be getting the uh, original unspecial edition uh, trilogy at some point in the future with the acquisition of Fox by oh, Disney. Really? Okay. Uh, Fox owned the rights to the original trilogy. Yeah. And hopefully, I'm not saying there's rumors that this is going to happen, but <laughs> yeah, they, since they, it's they, all they, under they, one they, umbrella now, um, okay. hopefully that's what we're we're going to get at some point. It, because if, if they just if they just make it an option on, on the Blu-ray or whatever, you can watch the original or watch, you know, a lot, a lot of DVDs do that. And they, I, don't, mm -hmm. I don't understand why they don't do that. But, mm. I don't know. So fingers crossed, right? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you know, um, was, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, I, all I was going to say was, uh, yeah, the special editions did a lot to change the original trilogy. I'll even go as far to say some of them, not the worst things in the world, like putting Jabba in the scene uh, in A New Hope uh, instead of yeah, just some guy. Didn't say it was done well. Uh, George yeah. Lucas found some new toys and wanted to play around with his movies a little bit. But yeah, I, I, I completely agree that movie. the OG but trilogy should be an option. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, that's, you know, that's interesting that, you know, he has, you know, all the money in the world and all the, you know, he could just do it because he could. Uh, most filmmakers would love to go back and maybe tweak some of their work, but it doesn't mean that it, doesn't mean that it should happen, you know? So, that's what happens. You can do that when you self-finance and self-produce. Right. So, um, you know, an another thing, too, that's interesting is um, I don't know, maybe this might be a little too inside the week, but Star Wars has spawned a lot of great video games. I don't know if you guys yes. play games. Lego Star Wars is one of Lego them. Star Wars is great. <laughs> um, there's also Kotor, uh, you know, Knights of the Old uh, Republic. Um, there's um, there was um, uh, the one that was on 64. It was uh, what was it called Empire. What was it called? Something of the Empire that was so awesome. It was a great game. Uh, that was a great game, and then also the um, the Battlefront games are amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, those are just awesome. Um, Jedi you know Fallen what, Order was amazing. <laughs> you know what I would love? You know what I would love is a Star Wars game that's like Grand Theft Auto. You know, where you can just be a Jedi, you can just go through and you can jack people out of their speeders, and you know. <laughs> So, yes, Ray. Yes, Ray. Go ahead, Ray. All right. My phone fucked up. I uh, have we already moved around the fact that JJ Abrams is actually great, but the fact that he might not be great at writing, he serves something that was written to him and he makes it amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we I mean, went. We went to, We're talking more about like, we're kind of. I don't know. We yeah. changed. Uh, no, that's a good point. But right now, we're. I don't know. Had you played any of the um the Star Wars video games at all? Uh, with all due respect, good sir, I'm a single parent. I uh, I have a ridiculously stressful job. So the amount of times I get to play video games is relegated to the retro video game system I have with my kids, and I play a whole lot of Killer Instinct <laughs> and the original Super Mario Brothers. And if I get a chance, I'm going to play the original Final Fantasy without my kids erasing my save for the 18th time. <laughs> okay so yeah the the video games are awesome and then we let's talk about the merchandise too because you know i found once in this store in philadelphia the original 1970s figurines right and now there's so much star wars out there like it's flooded the market there's you know 
girls that I know that I would never think that would have Star Wars t-shirts are like, oh my God, I love Star Wars. And I think that's one of the reasons why I don't like Star Wars because I don't want to like what everybody likes. Like, I don't want to. Like, in high school, I was that way. I think that I'm just one of those people that just go against mainstream stuff. And Star Wars has definitely gone again, gone to mainstream stuff. And the movies did cater a lot to merchandising, but that's what movies do. They're a giant commercial for merchandise. It's true. And Baby Yoda and all the Baby Yoda memes and all that stuff, like all the merchandise. Like, I want to talk about how many millions of dollars people have spent on their kids on Baby Yoda shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's be real. And the video games are just part of that. Like, the whole franchise is in all the different video games. Like, I think that uh, it was brilliant marketing, honestly. And I think that... Uh, you know, George Lucas really hit, a, hit the nail on the head when it came to characters, building those characters that were going to stand the test of time so generations of people can buy their shit. You know what I mean? Like, this is a money-making machine, Star Wars is. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but that's just my opinion. No. Go ahead. I'm Star Wars is... A money, it is a a money printing machine. The problem is, is that it became a money uh, a money printing machine, and they started serving too much to the old fans while trying to attract new fans, but they played so much service to the legend of the old that the new fans were <sighs> the old fans are diehard fans. They are hardcore to the bone fans and they grew their kids up on the old stuff and then you bring in the new stuff the 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 prequels and they begrudgingly bit into it because it provided a backstory for their favorite characters and then they came out with the last set of movies and the first one was a retelling of episode four. Mm. And then the last two played a whole lot of fan service. Don't get me wrong. The, the, the scene where uh, Luke is projecting himself to antagonize Kylo Ren and the first order uh because Snape has been slain and that force projection is enough to allow the rest of the rebels and Leia to escape. And then once Kylo realizes that it's, it, it's, it's not him. And then Luke dies he disappears into the folds of his Jedi cloak and robes and then becomes a force ghost is incredible. Like that whole thing where Ray finds the path that the little ice foxes are running through and she saves the rebels and she uses the force and it's amazing. But then you get to that last movie and it's just a whole lot of bullshit shoehorned in to make the old fans happy. And yet you don't provide a fan satisfying closure. Right. Because I, I, and I don't know. And it all ties into, you can have the most brilliant director on the face of the planet. But if he's handed a shit story, 
he'll direct a shit story. Right. Okay. So, okay. So, I think that we did a, a really good um, back view on some of the stuff. We talked about a couple characters. We talked about the director. We talked about uh, how it's a money-making machine. And, you know, this was a pretty good episode in regards to um, getting to the meat of Star Wars. So, I think that with the other episode, I think that... Um, Next week, we're going to talk about mental health, and um, me and Kirk are going to be joined by a friend of mine named Ashley, who's a criminal investigator, and um, she has psychology background, so she can help us with the different mental health issues, and uh, there's going to be a lot of good topics to be had, and I'm going to interview her, and that'll be great. So, um, Kinte, where can we find you on social media? Yes, you can find me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And of course, the website is IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y-Radio.org. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Kirk, where can we find you on social media? Uh, just um, uh, Kirk David Smith on Facebook and uh, actually Kirk David Smith uh, 7790 on Instagram. Okay, all right. Ray, do you want everybody to know how to find you on social media? No. Okay, all right, fair <laughs> I, enough. I, I'd honestly prefer to stay. Look, for <laughs> I didn't think several so. years, I ran a political podcast, um, and I'm actively trying to distance myself, uh, not from my political views, but gotcha. Yeah. Understood. Um, Understood. So if you can find the Viking, yay! <laughs> Hopefully, I can be a guest again on the Infectious Geek. I Absolutely. really appreciate it. Absolutely, buddy. All right. And uh, I'm Tori Rush, and you can find me on Facebook at. Tori Rush, T-O-R-Y-R-U-S-H, and on Instagram at Rush Tori. And you can also find me. No, wait, I got rid of my Twitter account. So never mind. That's where you can find me at. Um so thanks for joining us, and I hope you join us next week because it's gonna be a great episode. So thanks for watching and thanks everybody for being on there. Uh bye guys. Take care, everybody. Bye.